In this episode, we continue our Bible study in Genesis chapter 29 and 30. We'll take a closer look at the birth of Jacob's first 12 children. So join me as we continue our walk through the Old Testament. Today's passage is Genesis chapter 29, verse 31 to chapter 30, verse 24. And this passage gives the account of the births of Jacob's first 12 children. Each child is named by the mother, and the wordplays made with the children's names are difficult to capture in English. But we do see clearly that each mother is praising God for his grace through these names. Today's story could be organized into four sections according to the order of the births. The first section, we see the four sons are born to Leah, beginning in chapter 29, verse 31 to 35. The second section is the two maids, each bearing two sons, in chapter 30, verse 1 to 13. In the third section, Leah bears two additional sons and one daughter, verse 14 to 21. And in the final section, we see Rachel finally giving birth to her first son in chapter 30, verse 22 to 24. So let's begin first with the four sons born to Leah, beginning in chapter 29, verse 31. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard me that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Again she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. So when God saw that Leah was not loved as much as Rachel, God allowed her to conceive. And the phrase God saw means that having observed Leah's deplorable position in the family, God comforted her. We know that children are God's divine provision. And so we see here that God blessed Leah and she gave birth to Jacob's first four sons. God was fulfilling the promise to Abraham of the numerous offspring first promise in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. Leah names her first son Reuben, meaning see, a son. And with this name, she expressed her joy at God's having looked on her misery caused by her husband not loving her. The Hebrew word translated affliction here in verse 32 is the same word used to describe Hagar in Genesis chapter 16 and also of Hannah in 1 Samuel 1. Now, since Leah had given Jacob his firstborn son, She was hoping that he would finally love her, but Jacob's attitude didn't change. Leah then bore a second son and named him Simeon, which means one who hears. And it indicates that God had heard that Leah was not loved. The verb heard 
implies that she had been lamenting to God about Jacob's attitude toward her. Then Leah again conceives and bears a third son, and she named him Levi, which comes from the root word lawal being joined to, and it's an expression of her longing that her husband becomes attached to or lawals her. Again, she conceived and bore a fourth son, and this child Leah names Judah, meaning praised. Now, note here the contrast, because for the first time, it appears that Leah departs from her obsession with winning the love and acceptance of Jacob. She looks beyond the distress of being unloved by Jacob and focuses on God's fulfilling her desire for children. And so she exalts God at the birth of Judah. Now, remember that the royal line, King David, and ultimately Christ Jesus will come through the line of Judah. So with these names, Leah reveals her devotion to God, praising God for honoring her with these children. But then suddenly, Leah's fertility ceases. And there are two possible explanations. Well, the first explanation is that Leah had in fact become infertile. But the second possible explanation is that Jacob no longer slept with her. Well, let's continue with the second section where we see the two handmaids, each bearing two sons to Jacob, beginning in Genesis chapter 30, verse 1. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. And she said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Then she said, Here is my servant Bilhah. Go in with her, so that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went in with her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Jacob said, God has judged me and has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Jacob said, with mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she called his name Nephtali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zippah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's servant Zippah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, Good fortune has come. So she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zippah bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. So we see here that Leah is distraught, both at her own infertility and jealous of Leah's fertility. So Rachel lashes out at Jacob, demanding that he give her children, or else she says she will die. So Jacob asks Rachel, is he actually God with the ability to make her pregnant? So feeling worthless, Rachel decides to provide Jacob with Bilhah, her maidservant, as a surrogate in order to build her own family. 
Well, Jacob loved Rachel so much that he did agree to her plan without objection. And this parallels her, his grandfather, Abraham, agreeing to Sarah's plan by having a child through Hagar. So Rachel asserts that the children born by her servant Bilhah would be hers. And Bilhah does in fact bear a son right away. And notice it's not the maidservant, but Rachel that has the right to name the child. And she names him Dan, which means judge, vindicate, being confident that God had in fact vindicated her. And she also said that God had listened to her plea. And this statement shows that like Leah, Rachel had also been lamenting to God. Rachel naming the child meant that Dan was her legal son. Bilhah bore Jacob a second son, whom Rachel again gets to name, and she names him Naphtali. Now, the meaning of Naphtali is not immediately clear, and it could mean, I have fought well, signifying Rachel's exclamation of victory over her sister. Now, let me make a comment about polygamy. It is here that we see that polygamy is not strictly forbidden, and it actually isn't strictly forbidden in ancient Israel. But it was never romanticized, not even in the family of the patriarchs. And we commonly see in scripture that most polygamous families will experience deep, bitter conflict. And this situation with Jacob and Leah and Rachel are no exception. So returning to the story, Bilhah's fertility eases Rachel's distress at her own barrenness for a while, but the sibling rivalry continues and intensifies. While no longer fertile, Leah elevates her handmaid Zippah to be a surrogate as well, and Zippah conceives and bears Jacob a son. Leah, again, the legal mother, names her son Gad, which means luck, fortune, in recognition of her good fortune. Zippah bears a second son, and Leah names him Asher, which means happy, for the increase in her happiness. These names give further evidence that the center of Leah's life was her children, not Jacob. Let's continue with the third section, where we see Leah bearing two additional sons and one daughter, beginning in verse 14. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, Then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in with me, for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night, and God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Ishakar. Then Leah conceived again, and she bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. 
So she called his name Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Despite having children by Bilhah, Rachel continued to long for her own children. So one day during wheat harvest, which is probably sometime between May and June, Reuben brings home some mandrakes. And these mandrakes were symbols of fertility. He brought them to his mother, Leah. Now, it's quite unusual to find mandrakes, these flowers, at this time of the year. So this was really special. And because of Rachel's great longing for a child, she asked her sister Leah for some of the mandrakes in hope that they might help her conceive. Well, exploiting Rachel's desire for these mandrakes, Leah made a deal with her sister. Leah said that she would give her the mandrakes in exchange for Rachel allowing Jacob to sleep with Leah that night. So that evening, when Jacob came in from the fields, Leah meets him and informs him that she had hired his favor for the night with her son's mandrakes. And Jacob obliges. So although Rachel had acquired the mandrakes, the aphrodisiac from her sister, it was actually Leah who becomes pregnant. God had opened Leah's womb again, not Rachel's. And so Leah names her fifth son Ishakar, which means hired. In her view, God had rewarded her. And after that, Leah bore a sixth son and named him Zebulun. Zebulun's meaning is uncertain. And the first part of Zebulun, Zeb, can have a meaning of endure. Well, Leah does praise God for giving her this precious gift and expresses her hope that Jacob would finally treat her with honor. Well, sometime later, the Bible says that she bears a daughter and she names her Dinah, which means judgment or vindication. And so in all, Leah bears Jacob seven children. Well, let's read the final section here where we see Rachel finally giving birth to a son, beginning in verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my approach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. Well, here we see finally, at last, God remembered Rachel. And the words God remembered means that God acted on Rachel's behalf. And we see that Rachel does in fact conceive and give birth to a son. And she was overjoyed that God had taken away her disgrace. And in hope and anticipation of even more children, God names her first son Joseph, which means add, or possibly a short form of may God add another son. Well, despite all of this sibling rivalry, we do see an important result. And the result was that God immensely blessed Jacob with many children. Many children.